good morning and welcome to another episode of Legal and Business Q&A Live. I'm your host, Peter Lamont. Uh, today is March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. So happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody out there who is Irish and for all of you who celebrate and are non-Irish. Um, before we get into today's two questions, one legal and one business, I just want to thank our sponsor. Today's show is sponsored by Paychex. Uh, Paychex is really a great company. Uh, they are a payroll processing company, and we use them. I've been using them for my law office for oh, you know, almost six, seven years now, and uh, they really provide outstanding support. I am not a mathematician, and trying to calculate employment taxes and all that stuff, just way over my head. So we outsource to Paychex, and they really do a great job. Uh, they help you run your payroll on, on a weekly or biweekly basis. They pay your employment tax. So it's just one less thing that you know you as a small business owner, a mid-sized business owner, or an entrepreneur have to worry about. Just one less thing. And um, because they're sponsoring today's show, they're providing our listeners with a free 30-day payroll tri- uh, processing trial. So if you go to our website at utlradio.com and scroll down, Within the first um, third of the page, you'll see a link where you can click on it and you can claim your free 30-day trial with Paychex and, you know, give it a try, see how it works for you. Um, It works well for us, so we'd like to thank them. Also want to remind you about the updated website, utlradio.com. On the homepage, you're going to see in the news and announcements a bar that tells you about the new page, the Ask Your Question page. And it's really a fun feature. Um, Instead of us taking questions submitted by email like you guys have been doing now, which is completely fine, by the way, um, this new feature on the website allows you to record a voicemail message directly from your computer or smartphone. And then we will get notification of the message. We can play the question live on air. And if we do air that question live, you'll get either a T-shirt or a UTL radio mug. Um, But it's just a fun way to connect, and it's uh, through a a widget that we use from a company called SpeakPipe. Um, So it's a lot of fun. So if you go to the website, utlradio.com, there is now a tab that says Ask a Question. And just click on the Message button. It's really self-explanatory. And leave your message. We'll get it, and we'll ask your questions. And and that way we can put your question live on the air instead of me having to reread it, which is always um, or not always a good thing because sometimes I overlook important words like not. Um, But anyway, check that out, and uh, let's get into today's first question. Now, this is the legal question. The way I've been trying to structure the legal Q&A lately is that we'll do a legal question first, and then we'll do a business business question. So uh, let's get going with our legal question. Just had to take a sip of coffee. Um, By the way, not a sponsor of the show, in no way connected or affiliated with them. But I just want to mention, I got this uh, coffee from a company called Death Wish Coffee Company. And it's um, it says it is it contains 10 of the world's largest or world's strongest single-serve cups. Um, they claim that they have like two or three times the caffeine in these K-cups as regular coffee. Um, they've got a website if you're interested in it. It's deathwishcoffee.com. I thought it was really cool. I saw it on Amazon, 
and it, it just looked cool. Plus, I I think that I have become immune to caffeine, so I was trying something a little stronger. Uh, but if you're interested, just check it out. It's a uh, it's a good it's a strong coffee, but it's good. And again, we're not affiliated with them. It's just a fun product that I found, and, and I've been enjoying it. So um, check them out. All right, uh, now let's get into the first question. So this question comes from Stephen, and it is, what can happen if you are sued for money that you may owe someone? Can you go to jail if you don't pay? And what are other penalties for non-payment? Now, this is a common question, and I think that it's a good question to answer because a lot of people are concerned, what happens if I can't pay a debt? Um, do I go to jail? Do they come and arrest me? So let's he's got multiple questions. It's a, like a three-part question. But let's take it step by step. So what can happen if you're sued and you owe somebody for money? Well, first of all, understand that this is a civil matter. It's not a criminal matter. So you're not going to go to jail because of non-payment of a debt. Now, there are some very small possibilities, and I'll explain later, when you could be held in contempt of court and maybe an arrest warrant is issued. But that's not because of a civil lawsuit. That is because a judgment was obtained against you and you didn't comply with a court order. Completely separate thing. Um, but answer of uh, answer to this question is simply, no, you're not going to go to jail. So what happens when you get sued? Somebody says you owe them money. Well, if you don't answer the complaint, which is how a lawsuit is initiated, then they could obtain what they call a default judgment against you. And essentially it means you didn't appear, you didn't respond, and now they're going to get a judgment. And if they're looking for $1,000 in their complaint and you don't answer it, then the court's going to say, all right, we're going to award you the $1,000 simply because you didn't appear. And then after that, once they get the judgment, depending upon the state, they docket it with the state, meaning they put the state on notice that this judgment now exists. So it goes from the court to the state, and then they can send out something called an information subpoena. And what it does is it, it asks your bank information, your you know, name of employer, and all, this, all the details, because what they're trying to do is they're going to garnish your wages, they're going to levy your bank account. You don't respond to the information subpoena. Then, after one or two times, and then an application by the attorney to the court, then it is possible for the court to issue an arrest warrant based upon your failure to comply with the court order, not because of the debt, but because you didn't comply with the court order. So there's a distinction here. It's not you're going to jail because you have debt. It's you have an arrest warrant because you failed to do all of these things that were required. You didn't answer. You didn't respond to the motion for default. You didn't respond to the information subpoena, and now you're being held in contempt of court. Okay, but that is not because you owe money. If if that's not clear, you know, contact me. Leave some comments. Let me know because I want to make sure that you understand that because it is not um, it's not always an easy thing to understand. But I don't want you guys thinking that you're going to go to jail if you have debt. So he says, can you go to jail? The answer is no. Can you get a judgment against you? Obviously, the answer is yes. Now, his next part is, what are the other penalties for non-payment? Well, if you owe, let's say, $1,000 and you do nothing, right? We talked about contempt of court, but you also will have interest tacked on to 
the base amount that you owe. And depending upon your state, it can range from 7% to 9%, and you'll get what's what's called prejudgment interest tacked on. So for as long a period of time as you have this debt outstanding, you can have interest accruing, and that's separate. That's prejudgment interest determined by the state, by the statute. You could also have interest accruing if you have a contractual obligation. So if you've got a credit card and you agree to pay 21% interest, those interest charges are going to keep going, and then they're going to hit you for that as well. Um, What are the other penalties? Well, we have the judgment. They could garnish your wages. They could seize your bank account. Um, I mean, theoretically, and this happens all the time, if they've got a court order and you owe the money, they submit the court order to your bank, and your bank has to comply. So one day you might wake up, go to the bank to take out some money or use your debit card, and your card's declined. You call the bank and find out that somebody levied your account. Now, there are steps that they're supposed to take to notify you. But a lot of times when you've got a lot of debt, I mean, people tend to put their head in the sand because it's a lot easier than having to deal with it. Um, so that's what could happen if you don't pay a debt. Now, um, you didn't ask this question, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add to it, Stephen. What should you do if you get served with a complaint seeking debt or seeking the recovery or, or, or repayment of a debt? Without a doubt, the first thing you should do is if it's a larger debt, something that is over $1,000, I would call an attorney and just check and see um, how much it would cost to have somebody represent you um, and, and help you because oftentimes with an attorney, they can reduce the amount that you owe, and at the very least, they can help you get set on payment plans, and it makes it easier for you to pay. Uh, the other thing that, that I would recommend is if it is a lower dollar amount, something below $1,000, don't ignore it because even if it's a $50 judgment, you don't want a judgment listed on your credit report. So what you should do is if you get served with a complaint, Write a letter. At the very least, write a letter. Write it to the attorney that sent you the complaint. Send it to the court and state whether you um, believe you don't owe the debt and here's the reason why. That'll constitute an answer in most states and you won't obtain, they won't obtain a default against you. The other thing you can do is you can go on to your state court's website and download a form. Most state courts now have forms available for you where you can see, here's an answer, here's how I do it, let me write the answer. The worst thing to do is to have a judgment, because if it's for a small amount and you don't want to spend the money on an attorney, which is completely understandable, um, you just don't want to have that on your credit report. So take care of that. When you get served with a complaint, understand, you only have a set amount of time to respond. Don't stick it in a drawer. You know, put that thing right on your refrigerator and deal with it as soon as possible. So, uh, Stephen, thank you for your question. That is the answer. And hopefully, um, with the additional information I added, it makes sense to you uh, what you should do in a situation like that. All right, moving along to our business question. And this is from Sheila. Sheila asks, a customer of, uh, customer of mine posted a negative review online. He didn't say anything offensive about the business, just complained about the service and the staff's attitude. 
What are my options and how should I handle? This is a good question because in today's online age, business is being conducted online all the time. Um, yesterday during the uh, weekly review, I talked about the fact that people go online to look for product and service reviews, business reviews, and that's really um, the main source of information for people when they decide whether or not they want to go to a, a particular company or a restaurant or buy a product. Um, it's Death Wish, Wish Coffee that I was talking about earlier. I went on to Amazon and I saw it. It looked cool, but what did I do? I looked at the reviews. And, you know, you you get to, um, if you look at reviews often enough, you get, you get a sense of what's nonsense, what's, what you should ignore. But the, the bulk of these, these um, um, suggestions or responses or feedback, whatever you want to call it, they really can help shape your decision as a consumer whether or not you're going to purchase a particular product. So I look at a review, and if the overwhelming majority of the people say that the company is no good or that, uh, let's say it's a plumber, the plumber doesn't show up on time, his work is shoddy, I'm not going to use that plumber. He could be the greatest plumber in the world, but because of the online um, recommendations or feedback or um, you, you know comments, I'm not going to use him. And if you look online, there is a ton, a ton of these review sites. Uh, you can review an attorney on avo.com. You can review a business on manta.com. You can you know make a complaint at pissedconsumer.com complaintboard.com. I mean, I could go on for days where there are all these sites where you as a consumer can post negative or positive comments or feedback about a business or service, and you, the business owner, like Sheila, you have to deal with the repercussions of positive and negative feedback. Now, let's look at this a little bit deeper. So when your business, especially a smaller business or a startup, the, the feedback that you get online is really, really important. If you have 10 comments, 10 feedback comments, and the bulk of them are negative, what is the likelihood that a new customer is going to stumble upon your website or your business and want to use you when they look at these reviews online? They're going to steer clear. It's like eBay. Anybody that ever shopped on eBay, if you're looking at for an item on eBay and you see that the seller has all this negative feedback, even though you may want the item, you're going to find it elsewhere. You're not going to run that risk of having a negative experience. So that culture of you know review-based decision-making on the part of a consumer is really significant. And so Sheila raises this question, what should she do when a negative review is posted? So here's my advice on how to handle a, a negative review online. First of all, you know, you have to handle it in a business manner. You can't have the emotion hit you. Um, you've got to look at this and you've got to say, well, first of all, is this some good positive feedback? Now, I don't mean positive in the sense that they praised you. I mean, can you take this negative feedback and draw something positive from it? Are they making a realistic claim? Are they pointing out an error or a flaw in your business or service that you can adjust. So in other words, if they say that the staff was rude or, or, or uh, unattentive to them, 
maybe maybe that's an accurate statement. And maybe you need to look at your own business and look for yourself and see, is this person, you know, nasty to, to clients or customers? Are they inattentive? Um, maybe they're right. So that helps you get to the the um, the crux of your, your problem, which might be an employee. But beyond that, how do you respond online? Right? So I just told you that when a customer looks online and sees negative feedback, automatically they, they think, all right, we should stay away. So what should you do? Well, the thing you should not do is you should not go back and attack that customer with a response post. I, I've seen this hundreds of times, and, and if you look online, um, just Google it, you'll see some of the funny stories where a uh, a business will respond to a negative feedback comment with something ridiculously aggressive or outlandish, and they'll criticize the customer. That is the worst thing to do. Don't ever do that. The better thing to do is to respond to the complaint and Say something like, um, sorry that you had a, a bad experience. This is not our general, um, this is not the general feedback that we receive. We'd like to make it up to you. We're going to give you a coupon or a discount or something like that. That looks real good when you've got somebody looking and they say, all right, this individual didn't like the service, but look at how the company responded. They're going to give him or her, a coupon, or they're going to give them a discount. That's great. That shows you know, prospective customers that you are um, a responsible business or service provider, that you care about your clients, that you haven't just left that comment out in the wind. You've responded to it, and um, you know, you're also doing something proactive. And, and this really extends to anything that you might do in business, you know, on our YouTube channel, right? Now, obviously, this is streaming live right now for those of you on YouTube. Um, and I, I've got a, a ton of other videos. Some of them are instructional. Some of them are with law of business. But uh, a couple months ago, I received a comment from somebody online saying that uh, my video was out of focus. And it was it was a nasty little comment. But you know what? I looked at that and I said, well, you know, he's right. It is. I knew it. And um, I thought the content was so strong in the video that I would leave it, even though it was not as visually appealing. I know that people see those strings of, of, of comments. And so I responded to the guy and I said, you're right. You know, you're absolutely right. It was uh, blurry and I fixed that, that problem. It was a camera issue that I was having. And, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't happen in later videos but I think that the content was strong. Now, people jumped on that and responded and said things like, you know, yes, yeah, good content or whatever. So you can diffuse a lot of the negativity that comes out of people online because let's face it, if you're in business for a while, you're going to have haters. You are going to have people posting negative comments about you simply because they're mean or they don't like you or they had a bad experience and they want to make sure that you suffer. So it really is not the negative comment that you have to worry about. It's how you respond to it. It's how others see you responding to it and dealing with it. So that's my advice, Sheila. Um, 
this is a comment here where she she gives a specific example that they didn't say anything offensive. They just complained about the service. So maybe a response back would be, you know, we're so sorry to hear that you had a bad experience. Uh, we take a lot of pride in training our staff, and, um, you know, we teach them to be respectful and responsive, and we would invite you to come back, and we'll give you, you know, a discount. And I'm not even sure what kind of business Sheila has, but let's assume it's something like a restaurant. Um, that would be a great way because maybe in addition to letting other people see how responsible you are, maybe this customer that left the comment, maybe we'll take it down. Or maybe they'll leave a second comment and say, you know, had a bad night, but boy, did they fix it. I mean, that's a great testimonial business. I'm in a lot of lawsuits arising out of comments that are posted online. Doctors and plastic surgeons who have had you know, I guess less than favorable outcomes, and so the patients post online. And there have been lawsuits about it, and a lot of them have failed. I mean, the majority of them have failed because it's the consumer's opinion. And so if you spend a lot of money litigating that, what happens? Well, A, everybody now knows about it because it's something that is uh, a popular topic. And shows like like this show, um, Legally Weird, which is a find law uh, blog, and then they're going to report about it. So if you were trying to keep it under wraps that you had a negative comment, well, you failed. Um, and if you listen to yesterday's show with the Week in Review, there I, I can't remember off the top of my head the, the exact case, but there was a case where um, a, a business tried to prohibit people from posting negative comments and they wanted to to make it all confidential, and it blew up in their face because now the lawsuit that everybody knows about. So that is really how you should handle negative comments online. Know you're going to get them. Do your best to defuse them. Don't ever respond in a nasty or aggressive way. It just makes you look bad. So that's going to do it for today. I'd like to thank both uh, Stephen and Sheila for submitting these questions. If there are any follow-up questions, I invite you to contact us. You can do so via email um, or through any of our social media channels. You can leave comments on the YouTube channel or through Blog Talk Radio. I also would like to remind you that if this is your first time listening to this podcast, we have great content on a weekly basis. Why don't you subscribe on iTunes, and that way you'll be notified when new podcasts are put up. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. There are links all over utlradio.com where you can uh, click in and subscribe to the channel, and that way you're notified when new video content is posted. I'd like to thank everybody who has subscribed and does benefit from, from this show. Um, obviously, you know it, it's fun for me to do it, but I do hope that I'm giving you guys some insight into the law and to business. So feel free to leave comments, contact me. Let me know about other topics that you'd like to hear. And don't forget to go to utlradio.com and check out that new feature where you can ask your question directly from your computer, and then we'll play your question on air during the next show. And finally, I'd like, again, to thank our sponsor, Paychex. Uh, remember to go to utlradio.com, click on the link, and get your free 30-day payroll processing um, offered by them completely free. So thanks. Tune in uh, this Thursday 
we are going to be rebroadcasting one of our interview sessions for uh, Understanding Business. And then again, Monday and Tuesday of next week, back with Legal Week and Review, and then Business and Legal Q&A. Um, we are, as I've been telling you, working on getting our Thursday interview schedule back up and running, and I look forward to having some guests coming on within the next couple of weeks. So thanks again for watching. Please make sure you comment, you rate, you subscribe to us, and, uh, and I appreciate it. So I'll see you again next time. Until then, remember that there's power in understanding the law. Thank you.